The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Cover story. Cover a story or attain that coveted story. Get it? That is exactly what you want. Quoted as the expert. The story, headline, the spin. Every week, join us to talk about all things important to relating to the public. Your public. Craft your image. Promote your products. Create expert status. Become the buzz. Join us with the pros. PR 101. Crisis management. Media blitzing. It's all here on Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hello and welcome to another live edition of Cover Story. This is Meg Robinson with PR Web, and I am joined this week by uh, Brandy Shapiro Babin, and uh, we are fresh back from a wonderful, wonderful conference down in Miami, Florida, which is um, AFCON 2010, and. Um, Hats off to you. It was a great opportunity to meet some phenomenal people, Brandy. Thank you so much. Well, of course, Meg, uh, the attending audience, the attendees had wonderful exposure to you and your thought leadership. Absolute kudos goes out to, of course, Darren Babin and Debbie Bookstaber, who is our head of speaker development Brasco, the rest of the team. I mean, I have to say, the team really pulled together, I think, something spectacular for the industry. And as you know, uh, sort of in accordance with the mantra of Webmaster Radio, we believe education should be free. It should be delivered by the finest minds that are making a difference in the business space. And the people that benefit by everybody being properly educated are the ones that are sponsoring. And uh, we, for those of you that do not know, we, we held AFCON 2010 in Miami at the lovely Fairmont in Aventura, Florida. It's a magnificent venue, and we had people like, of course, I have to call her now Meg Walker-Robinson, because I just like saying Meg Walker-Robinson, because <laughs> I, I do believe that, <laughs> that, 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 you know, somehow I believe that we came from Tara ourselves originally in a, in a past life. Um, but, I mean, truly, we had people like Aaron Baker, EVP of Intrinsic, keynoting with, um, with Sala Bugadam from um, Soap Hope. Steve Denton, who's an icon in the industry, he was president of Linkshare, and now he's president of GSI Media, um, which, which of course is a uh, part of GSI Commerce and Pepper Jam. I mean, just I mean the list of people. And Tim uh, Ash did a Tim Ash did a great job. On, <laughs> on actually, he's always he's always a great speaker, entertaining, and I always learn a boatload from him every time I hear him. Yes, he was very so. visual this time, wasn't he? Yes, yes, he was. Yes, he, I guess there was a deer, and I have to say, um, Tim, Tim Ash, not only is he brilliant when it comes to landing page optimization, but also in keeping his word, because he did show up in a Speedo to give his presentation at AFCON Miami. <laughs> yes, and there are pictures on the interwebs that people can find. Just search for Tim Ash in a Speedo, and I'm sure you'll find some really frightening image out there. <laughs> but, no. I have to say. <laughs> but I, I, I did really enjoy what he had to say. It was very educational. It was really good to catch up with just the top 
the top minds in the industry. And um, I know that uh, that Webmaster Radio works so hard at putting that conference together and, and a great group of people attended. And it, it's, it's definitely a must attend uh, moving forward. So Thank if you're you, listening, make sure that you make it there. Thank you, Meg. We appreciate it. Of course, we're doing our next conference June in Denver. And of course, Meg Walker will be speaking there. And of course, PR Web is our official online uh, our, our online visibility company. So it's it's exciting. It's wonderful to work hand in hand with a with truly like the best of the best um, in the business space, being able to make sure that everyone I mean, because that's at the end of the day, that's what everyone needs. It's all about the bond, right? Like connecting connecting with other people to share information, to, to share ideas, to share concepts. And also when you work on the web, sometimes even if you work in an office, you feel disconnected from yes. the world at large, if you will. So to be able to bring people together so that they can meet people that they've talked to, meet people that they'd like to have met. I mean, really, it just it, a lot of great ideas past people's lips, a lot of great drinks past people's <laughs> lips, um, you know, and just so truly appreciative of the, of the amount of people like yourself that got on a plane, flew down to Florida and imparted wonderful knowledge on the attending audience. And garnered a great deal of knowledge, too. So it's, it's really a two-way street for everybody that participated. Thank you. We love those two-way streets. Unless, of course, you're like in the south of France. and You're going down like, you know, the, the Corniche and it's a one-way. That's a whole different story. <laughs> yes, exactly. We're not in the south of France. As we were we, discussing earlier before we got started, we are quite chilly both in the Washington, D.C. area as well as down in Miami, Florida. So, um, exactly. I hope yeah. everybody is attempting to keep warm if you're on the East Coast, and we're just jealous if you're on the West Coast uh, during this this um, cold snap that we're having. Yeah, terrific. Let's do this. I want to. We've got a very, very interesting guest today who's so highly accomplished. What I'd love to do is introduce her, take a quick commercial break, and really dive into, um, I think, a lot of the wonderful knowledge that she is going to impart on us today. Uh, her name is Shanali Burke. She has been on Cover Story before, so I know everyone's excited to hear from her again. Um, she's ABC Principal of Shanali Burke Consulting. She's an accredited, award-winning communications consultant with more than 12 years in the field. She's also an adjunct faculty for John Hopkins University, which is, um, you know, one of the best, I, I would say it's considered to be an Ivy. Um, not even a baby Ivy, a true Ivy college. Um, she's, my goodness, I mean, her list of accomplishments go on and on and on. But prior to starting her consultancy in 2008, she was ASP, um, ASPCA's vice president of media and communications, where she was critical in reinventing the organization's communication function in its quest to be a leading resource on animal welfare, focusing on research-based strategic, measurable, and integrated communications. She's worked with Katie Payne and Partners. She's also, I mean, my goodness, she's been the top 40, under 40 public relations professionals, as stated by PR Week, presented at the PRSA conference year after year. So let's, I need to take a deep breath after reading only yes. a quarter of Shanali's credentials. <laughs> and I'm concentrating on working since she is an adjunct professor. I'm concentrating on assuring that I conjugate all of my verbs absolutely correctly <laughs> while we're talking to her later on. So let's do this. Let's, you conjugate. I'll, I'll, I'll take a breath. And when we come back, we'll be live with Shanali Burke. Sit tight and don't move. Cover Story. We'll be back after this short break. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, 
ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. Your advertising message is only as effective as your placement. You advertise with WebmasterRadio.fm. From 30-second commercials to 30-minute monthly programs, our team is comparable to any ad agency when it comes to production, placement, and positioning your message to not only the advertising world, but an even bigger audience of our loyal listeners and podcasters. Contact sales at WebmasterRadio.fm for a consultation today. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. Please hold while we connect you to one of the most sought-after experts in SEO, analytics, and web development. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. Hi, this is Meg Walker Robinson with uh, with PR Web, and really pleased to be joined today by Shanali Burke, who is the principal at Shanali Burke Consulting, and she's also an adjunct faculty member at Johns Hopkins University. I am working hard to assure that all of my uh, verbs conjugate appropriately, <laughs> and welcome so much to the show again, Shanali. How are you? Oh, today? thanks so much, Meg, and. Uh... <laughs> Brandy, I was laughing. Well, both of you were talking about conjugating because I was thinking, well, Meg's going to conjugate. Brandy <laughs> is probably going to do a very good job of pontificating, and hopefully I will be doing more than just regurgitating. So. <laughs> oh, I, I, I will, con- I will uh, trust that you are going to do much more than regurgitating. I trust you're going to do a great deal of uh, educating. So. <laughs> nice one. Beautiful. There you go. I so, love wordplay. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, Shanali, tell us what is it really like to be a faculty member at Johns Hopkins um, MA in Communications program? What do you do there? It is wonderful. Um, I'm going into my third year of teaching on the on the faculty well, well, teaching at the MA program uh, that they have, which is a really really wonderful program geared primarily towards working professionals. So our classes are held in the evenings. Um, last year I actually did, or I should say this year I'm already going to 2011. Um, did a hybrid course where some of the classes were online and some of them were offline. So we actually met in class for a part of the course. Next year we're going fully online. And the title of my course is communication.org, not for profits in the digital age. Um, It looks at 
how communication trends are changing and what skills nonprofit communication professionals need to keep up in their field because of course the goals of all of us as communications professionals um, are to help our businesses succeed uh, to help our organization succeed and while they are somewhat different for nonprofits um, because there isn't a profit motive as such there are still a lot of similarities in what constitutes good communication or bad communication so the way I structure the course is for all of my students to actually um, select a real quote-unquote client. They have to go out and pick a non-profit organization that uh, they will work with over the course of the the class, which is about 13 weeks. And then we work towards understanding what exactly that organization is trying to do, what its goals are, what its measurable objectives are, um, relating evaluating their current communication plan and strategy, seeing if there are holes in it, and then getting an understanding of the major digital trends and trying to apply those to solving that organization's problem, or if they don't have specific problems, they just want to increase something that they've been doing well, then how can we use social and digital media to help them get there? So by the end of the course, the idea is that by working with a real-world organization, the students get hands-on experience. The nonprofits get some very, very helpful advice. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that by the end of the course, they put together an overall integrated communication plan, which they give to the organization as their deliverable for the organization to implement or not. Um, and so far, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun for me, and I think it's been very helpful for the students as well. Now, um, Shanali, if you don't mind. It is the season to be giving, you know, <laughs> right? I mean, this is the season right now yep. um, when people are really putting a little bit more of a focus perchance on this. Can you give us a success story from one of your classes where one of your students have come in, they've taken, they've taken your course, and they've been able to apply this to a mission for a charity where they've seen, you know, whether it's an overall lift in awareness, maybe it's a campaign within that organization of which they're trying to drive, whether it's charitable contributions or um, attendance to an event. I wish I could, um, and the only way I'd be able to do that was if my students were providing me with that information. So I wish I could because, and that's a really good question. I'm going to have to write to them and uh, ask. <laughs> hey, <laughs> what, was been doing that. what I what I will tell you is that what I've heard from them um, after the course and from from some who have kept in touch with me was that some of these organizations, all the organizations, were really happy with the help that they received and with the plans that they received. Um, I was told anecdotally that many of them are putting at least some elements of the plans that they received into play. And uh, at least two of them received job offers from the nonprofit organizations. So, <laughs> oh, really? That's yeah. kind of cool. <laughs> so, so the end result is benefit both for the student from an educational and from a financial potentially uh, opportunity. That is, that's, and that that real world experience is so invaluable when you're when you're in college, even as a or in university, even if you're um, even if you're a working professional sort of that view into a different organization is is so useful. Now, you say that they go out and they find their nonprofit to work with. Do you have nonprofits that have approached you about working with your students? Very good question. Not so far. And that gives me an idea, though, um, of creating a staple of nonprofits that I could use for my class next year. So thank you for that. 
Yeah. It might also be because uh, at least me teaching this course is so new. I just started last year, so uh-huh. 2011 will be my third year teaching it. Um, and I really try to leave it up to the students to kind of pick a nonprofit that they feel aligned with. Now, I did make sure that they did not work in their own organization if they were working for a nonprofit or if they were in an agency with nonprofit clients. I didn't choose one of those because I thought they needed the distance to be objective about it. Um, but, you know, true. they all have different different likes and dislikes and certain things that motivate them a little bit more than the others. So I wanted to give them the option of uh, really finding an organization that would be in sync with their own personal views. But that's a really, really great idea. So thank you for that. Do you have any tangible um, uh, take-homes that some of your... Uh, some of your students may have come up with that might be useful for our audience if if they're working in a nonprofit space? I think one of the things that the students realized was that research is really important. Um, and that can often be a stumbling block for not just nonprofit organizations, but even smaller businesses because they don't have the budget to fund a lot of expensive research. But The smart way to do research, especially if you don't have a huge budget, is to look at the alternatives. You know, what is the secondary research out there? Um, Look at web studies, look at case studies of similar organizations and see how they have been approaching some of their challenges and how can you implement some of those strategies and tactics for yourself. So that was a huge takeaway for them. Um, The second thing was that measurement was front and center in my class, even though it was not a measurement course per se, because I always started out with, oh, right, well, if you haven't done a SWOT analysis, then we're going to start doing start off with a SWOT analysis. You've got right. to analyze uh, outside of the organization. You've also got to evaluate the communication plan, and you've got to understand what the organization's goals and objectives are. If you are not going to understand those, you are not going to be able to come up with a communication strategy that supports those goals and objectives. And so as they were working through their research phase and then starting to put their plan in place, I was very, very particular about measurable objectives. If it, if it didn't have a budget, if it didn't have a timeline, it was not a measurable objective, and that kept popping up in each class, even if it wasn't specifically focusing on measurement. And I'd like to say, uh, I know, again, anecdotally, that that was something else they took away from it. Um, and hopefully they're implementing it in their work. Now, when we work, <clears throat> you know, there's an ideal world There's an ideal scenario where we can do our research perfectly, our measurement perfectly, blah, blah, blah. But then the real world sets in, and oftentimes we don't have the budget or there's some other kind of constraint or... If you're working for a client, the client just simply isn't interested in what you or I would consider good measurement. So all that said, um, you know, I, I do think they took away the importance of good research and measurement, and hopefully they're being able to implement it more often than not. So l- let's talk about measurement, right? You, you mentioned something called SWOT. Can you explain what that means to our listening audience? Sure. Um, SWOT is essentially a a tool that is short for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And what you do is it's been around in business forever and ever. And essentially what you do is you draw up a little chart. Um, you make you, you, you draw up a rectangle or a square and you divide it into four quadrants and you write down your strengths in one, your opportunities in one, the weaknesses and the threats in the others. And so what you're doing is you're really looking at the organization from a bird's eye point of view and you're looking at what its internal strengths and weaknesses are um, that's 
goes under the S and the W quadrant, um, respectively. And then you're looking at what the external opportunities or threats are. So you have control over your strengths and weaknesses because those are internal things. They could be things like breakdown in communications internally or, you know, anything internally that you have control over. Your your opportunities and threats, on the other hand, are external factors which you don't have control over, but which you can either try to take advantage of. For example, if there's a huge resurgence in a particular form of communication and you've got a lot of strengths within the organization that already tap into that, then how can you take advantage of this outward resurgence to make your organization more prominent? And the threats similarly are external threats, you know, competitors, new products, and so on. So obviously the SWOT analysis for any organization is going to be completely different, um, but it's a very basic business tool, and I think it's a very useful tool, and perhaps one that we in public relations don't apply to our own work often enough. But really, if you sit down and do a SWOT analysis for yourself, for your client, for your organization, I think it's one of the best ways of understanding where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are, and where the holes are that you need to plug to be able to start reaching those goals and objectives that you have. So once so once the student has developed a strong SWOT analysis with um, their client um, charity, what is the next step that they move on to at that point? Well, there's actually a whole series of steps, which I can't really tell you because then nobody's going to sign up for my call. Oh, okay. <laughs> program, Cheryl, get mad at me. But um, essentially, the elements are, they start off with the background analysis, the SWOT analysis. They do it for the organization. Then they do an evaluation of the communication plan, which is often going to be different from the SWOT analysis, right? Because the one is for the organization, and then the second is looking very, very specifically at the communication plan. Then what we do is start examining different trends in uh, communication and particularly digital media. So, for example, this year we looked at things like um, geolocation, we looked at mobile, we looked at stuff like QR codes, um, all sorts of trends because there's so many things happening in digital that it's impossible to pinpoint any one of them, but we tried to look at some of the main things that are going on, inbound marketing uh, techniques. And some of the standards, such as blogs and, you know, the major social networks and so on. And then in light of, in light of the organization's goals, as well as the, the current communication plan and goals, what they had to do was create a new strategy, either a brand new strategy for the client if they felt that their current communication strategy wasn't working, or a amended strategy. So essentially, they, based on their evaluation of the current strategy, they'd say, well, you've got, you know, A, B, C, D, E, and A, C, and D are working okay in light of the goals that you're trying to reach, but B and E are not. So instead of doing that, let's try and add in these elements of digital with these measures in place to help you try and get to that goal. So what I was trying to get them to do was really look at communication in a very holistic, integrated fashion, because I think that's one of the other problems that mm-hmm. we have as an industry. We tend to break things up. You yes. know, this is PR, this is media, this is marketing, this is internal. <laughs> and we forget that we've really got to look at communication as an overall discipline um, 
and, and, and figure out how we're going to use many different aspects of communication and tactics to support our organizational objectives. Exactly, because from an external standpoint, uh, there is no uh, participant in a charity or customer who looks at a company and says, oh, well, that's their marketing versus their uh, public relations effort versus their social media effort. It's the company. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that's the other, and the other thing that is really interesting, I think, is that, you know, a lot of times we focus on um, objectives such as sales. And, and that's a good thing. I mean, we should be focusing on quantifiable objectives. But we're, we often forget that there are other objectives, you know, what if, we're, if we want to raise perception or if we want to cut costs or, um, you know, do we want to increase our volunteer base? Um, there's so many different things that we can put down as objectives, and I think it would behoove us, all of us, to do that, uh, to pay more attention to the details of what we're trying to do while keeping the big picture in mind. And with each of those areas, it really seems like there is an opportunity to set a baseline measurement, even you know brand awareness or whatnot. You can move from that brand awareness over to a... Um, over to a, uh, once you set that baseline, you do the project and then you can come back and measure lift or measure. Exactly. You know, all of the, all of the elements that you're talking about are quite measurable and that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. So let's do this. When we come back, let's talk a little bit more, delve in a little bit deeper um, regarding measurement and understanding that, that uniformity across the board with all of our communications efforts break people of their evil, nasty habits. That's what I say for the new year. Um, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Shanali Burke. Sit tight and don't move. Cover Story. We'll be back after this short break. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 2011 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 28, 2011. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry today into the Web Marketing Association's 2011 IAC Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. What is this? Why is my website not ranking higher? Well, sounds like you could use a link building report from seofox.com. What's that? You can't rank without good backlinks. And SEOfox.com's link building report lets you enter domains and compare their backlinks. It gives a detailed report that shows you why each domain ranks where it does, and it reduces the time it takes to find more links. With SEOfox.com's link building report, you can find more links, use their search marketing services to find more links, or better yet, they could even build your own backlinks. So you think you're pretty sly with that SEOfox link building report. <laughs> Sly like a fox. Get your link building report today at seofox.com. That's seofox.com. Round trip plane tickets, $1,100. 
$1,000. Four-night hotel stay, $900. Conference passes, $2,000. And to think how far your dollar could go every month by working with WebmasterRadio.fm. On air and on demand at some of the most premier trade shows around, we report from booth to booth, session to session, keynote to keynote. That can be sponsored by you. Plus, we throw unforgettable networking functions where your message can be conveyed via audio or video from the ceiling to the floor. Contact sales at WebmasterRadio.fm for a free consultation. CEO Coach, Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Culture and Business Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. Hi, this is Meg Robinson with PR Web, and I'm joined today by... um, uh, Shanali Burke, who is the um, uh, principal at Shanali Burke AB, um, Consulting, rather, and an adjunct uh, faculty member at Johns Hopkins University, as well as a regular speaker at PRSA. Also, you mentioned uh, in our little preparatory discussion before we actually got on the air that you have something really interesting going on right now, which is all about. Um, a Twitter chat. Tell me a little bit about what you're doing with that and how people can participate. Oh, sure. Thank you. Yes, I started a Twitter chat uh, that is called Measure PR. And so it's literally if you go onto Twitter and you do a search for hashtag Measure PR, you'll find the tweets related to it. Because I started participating in Twitter chats last year, found them very interesting. And um, as I had become more comfortable with Twitter as a platform, I noticed that oftentimes in conversations related to public relations, measurement questions would pop up, uh, but there was no way to index them. And as I got comfortable with the idea of Twitter chats, I thought, hmm, maybe this is something that would be interesting. So I decided to create the hashtag. I did some searches and no one had created it, so I created the hashtag. I registered it on WTHashtag.com. I kicked it off in February with Katie Payne, who is, I'm a, I was a client of, of her firm's when I was at the ASPC, and she's still a very good friend of mine and a very valued mentor. And uh, we kicked it off in February of this year, and it's been going strong ever since. We hold the chat bi-weekly from 12 to 1 Eastern on Tuesdays. I wanted to do it on a bi-weekly basis rather than on a weekly basis, simply because I wasn't sure if I'd be able to sustain it doing it on a weekly basis and uh, that was that was a good move to make <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's been really interesting we've had um some wonderful guests on of course katie has been on alan chumley of karma has been on don bartholomew of fleischman hillard's been on um olivier blanchard the brand builder has been on seth duncan from beyond analytics uh jennifer zingsheim from Custom Scoop, and she's actually coming back next week, December 21st, for our last 2010 chat. So I've been very fortunate in the in the high quality of guests mm-hmm. who have been willing to come on to Measure PR, and it's been very interesting because I've found that outside of the chat, uh, people have really taken to using that hashtag to curate related conversations, and to me, that's a huge, huge measure of success. They just adopted Absolutely. it. You know, this is this is their hashtag of choice for for PR and measurement related conversations. Now, let me ask you a question. Just from a measurement standpoint, mm-hmm. you had a lot of wonderful people 
part of your <laughs> conversations. Which Pardon? person has actually got, has driven the most amount of traffic and the most amount of questions? Uh, the person who has driven the most amount of traffic, without a doubt, was Lee Oden. Um, and Lee is someone else that I respect very, very highly, not just as an SEO and marketing expert, but as someone who really understands how public relations works in the mix and how all of the different disciplines can work together. And he's been very, very kind to me as well. And he came on to do an SEO-related chat, and that one just went through the roof. And I'll be honest, for for a confessed measurement geek, I really don't keep track of a lot of numbers and so on. And, you know, I could, but then I'd kind of not be drinking my own Kool-Aid when I tell people that it, numbers are okay, but, you know, how is this actually helping you in any way? Um, which is why when people say, well, how many people were on your channel? Like, well, I, you can look it up on WG hashtag, but, you know... For me, it's, if they're participating, if they're learning and they're spreading the conversation, then that's what works. But definitely, um, that was the one chat where the there were so many people on and so many tweets being retweeted. Yeah, that the the pace of the chat was difficult to keep up with. Actually, it was crawling so fast that um, it was really really tough to keep up with. He, that's an art. I, I, I give you a ton of credit. That's an art. And I mean, I consider Lee to be, you know, a friend of the family. Absolutely. Um, I mean, not only smart, he's got a ton of integrity. So yes. I love hearing when, 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 when good people get a strong amount of lift because he deserves <laughs> it. <laughs> well, and Lee is also so generous. You know, he's, he's one of these, I mean, really, he's what I call the stratospheric level of gurus because he is one. But he's so down to earth and so nice. And he's very, very generous, and um, I think that's one of one of the greatest qualities about him. Right? No, he is. He's a wonderful person. So, in 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 since you started your your tweet chats, you know, well, we always start things with a certain intent because we believe that the participating audience is going to want certain forms of information. Has that been consistent? with the conversations you've been having or have you seen that people are are you needing to train people in regard to hey this is really what you need or are people almost training you and telling you the things that are most important to them uh do you mean in terms of the participants yes and their questions yes it's it's both um you know i've noticed that there has kind of become a core group of participants on the chat who will be there every second week if they can't they'll dm me which i think is lovely to let me know that they're not going to be able to make it with me and i really like that because they're invested in the chat mm -hmm. um and they'll share their information they will you know talk about their experiences and so on and as we talk about what we think is good measurement or what's bad measurement. They're almost becoming evangelizers, not just for the chat, but for good measurement in general. So when they pick up on other conversations that maybe folks who aren't so in tune with PR measurement or maybe folks who are newer to the profession or don't have as much experience, and they hear or see someone saying something that we wouldn't really think of as, quote, unquote, the right way to do it, meaning from a philosophical point of view, um, they'll go out and, and correct them or say, hey, you need to talk to so-and-so to get more information. You know, this is one way of thinking of it, but there are others, and, and here's who you go to. And oftentimes they'll refer folks to Katie or me or, you know, some of the people who've really become synonymous with the whole PR measurement um, area. And then what I'll do every now and then is instead of, 
setting up each and every chat with a guest after three weeks or four weeks, um, we'll take a break and we'll just do what I call a community chat. And I say, all right, we're not having any guests. It's just us. It's just you. What do you guys want to talk about? What do you guys want to hear about on future editions of the chat? So at one time, I remember someone said, well, we'd really like to hear case studies because, you know, theory is great. But we'd really like yeah. to hear how someone has done this. And so um, I asked Priya Ramesh, who runs uh, CRT Tanaka's social media, if she would like to come on and discuss how they had measured some of their campaigns um, in the quote-unquote right way because she is someone else I know who is not just very heavily invested in social but she is heavily invested in good measurement as well and that was a huge success because people really enjoyed that kind of information being shared. There is a little bit of an element of education at the beginning and more from a format point of view. Mm-hmm. And so right, what I'll do is, you know, I'll welcome everyone, ask them to introduce themselves, and then just kind of say, all right, these are some links you should have handy. For example, the Measure PR category on my blog, um, what it's about, and so on. And it's the, the most important thing that I remind people to do is to index their tweets. So, for example, if I send out a question saying Q1, to respond to it by saying re-Q1 or A1, simply because when we then pull the transcript, it's easier to follow the thread of conversation because, as you know, conversation on Twitter can get quite scattered. Right, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Shanali, I cannot believe that we have come to the end of our interview and we've barely scratched the surface with you. I would love to invite you to come back again a little bit more quickly this time because I think this conversation of measurement is so important. I mean, you can you know there's a lot of things that we can do in regard to achieving our goals with our business or even the, our personal objectives online, but if you don't if you don't know what is and isn't working, then you're basically throwing a lot of things out into the wind and spinning your wheels for no reason. So I think that this conversation is an extremely important conversation to have, especially for PR practitioners. Um, for those people who would like to participate in your Twitter chat, can you give us a hashtag again, please? Absolutely. It's Measure PR. So hashtag or the pound sign Measure PR, and there's no spaces in between. Um, it's a, if they do a search on Twitter or WT hashtag, they'll find it. Um, worst comes to worst, they can always go to my blog and look up the category there. And it is bi-weekly on Tuesdays, 12 to 1 Eastern, with the next chat being December 21st. Sounds terrific. Thank you so much for imparting your wisdom and sharing with us today. We look forward to having another conversation with you in the very near future. Uh, Meg, thank you again for contributing uh, the way that you did at AFCON 2010 in Miami. Your uh, your participation was unparalleled and fabulous. And, oh, it uh, was it, it it was well well uh, improved upon by Shanali's participation today, and it was great to you're have both her so join kind. Us. Thank you very very much, I and uh, I've really enjoyed this, and I'm happy to come back anytime. It'll be my pleasure. Oh, we've got you on tape saying that, Chanali, so you better be careful. (laughs) (laughs) You can hold me to it. It's a measurable objective. (laughs) Thank Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this edition of Cover Story. We'll be back next Wednesday with another fabulous guest. And uh, for those of you, keep on tuning in. We've got another fabulous show coming right behind us. Meg, as always, love spending time with you in Miami. Thank you again. Yes. Thank you for having me down. 
Yeah. We're going to have to find more reasons to have you come down to Florida. (laughs) (laughs) And thanks again, of course, for PR Web uh, for being our official online uh, visibility company for the AFCON series of events. It's made a huge difference um, in our continued success and growth. 